0: Debrief. We're playing every mission of the mainline Halo video game series in chronological order, discussing our experiences and sprinkling in a little lore along the way. If you'd like to play along and have your thoughts read on the show, email us at podcastevolved at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. We'll be playing the Delta Halo mission from Halo 2 on the next episode. This episode, we're debriefing the Oracle from Halo 2. I'm your host, Colin Perkins, alongside David Arnold, hello everybody and krista brown
1: hands off my sparky a brute huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh last mission fell Vadam became the arbiter and was sent on a suicide mission by the prophet uh, prophets of truth and mercy to silence the heretic and his contingent at a mining facility near the recently destroyed halo with energy sword in hand and active camouflage at our disposal, we sneak and slice our way through the heretic's forces before chasing him through a space storm on a weird-looking banshee. This mission, Thel gets his first taste of the Flood. The parasitic lifeform survived the destruction of Installation 04 and has taken over the lab section of the mining facility. While Ertos waits for reinforcements, the Arbiter continues to pursue the heretic, Sessa Rafumi through the flood and fence infest- infestation. The Arbiter eventually tracks down and kills the heretic, but not before he encounters the source of the heresy, the monitor of installation zero four three four three Guilty Spark. Yes. Tartarus suddenly shows up, confiscates Guilty Spark, and orders everyone to leave the system. The
1: I like how he um he grabs him with the uh, gravity hammer and then just casually, like, throws him behind, <laughs> <laughs> like, right over his shoulder. Yep. It's, like, adorable. I just Tosses
0: the to grab lift. That's right.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Continue. Date of
0: the game. Uh, same day as last mission since its continuation of the previous, the Arbiter mission, uh, October 20th, 2552. Let's go. So the beginning of it, has we do have a little cutscene here, and Ertas, he sniffs. He says, that stench. I've smelled it before and that is from uh. as we mentioned earlier the last voyage of the infinite succor which is a holographic novel holographic novel comic the story written in that that book um he encountered them um in that story he encountered them them is the flood so more flood I wasn't ready for the flood were you guys I forgot about this <laughs> it's really early. I totally
1: forgot about this I was like oh shit there's flood once he once he said um I I recognize that smell, and then like the floody music came on. I'm like, oh shit, we're going, we're doing this now, aren't mm-hmm. we? <laughs> yeah, Ugh. It, God, I hate the flood. Boo! It is flood
0: time. So you see the flood swimming around in some containment pools uh, right away, kind of like those green containment pools. Um, and then you see the flood. Uh, you kind of you're walking over this bridge. You see the flood attacking, you know, some of the miners or some of the heretics down below and then um you get to a room where the heretic shows up and he just starts you know he, he says that he he well he's, he's there as a hologram of him right so, so it's yeah. a hologram there and he admits that he's you know he says he's not surprised that the prophet sent someone um then he recognizes the arbiter which i thought was kind of cool and he says that he's flattered <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh
1: well I mean the arbiter is kind of an important piece of Sangheili culture. Mm-hmm. So I mean he's he's basically the he I mean, he's the best warrior out of the Sanghelis, right. right? I mean he's been he's been dishonored, but at the same time he's been given a right hand position to the prophets. So even though he was dishonored, he was seen worthy of taking on the arbiter position. So mm. I mean <laughs> If you're sending if you're sending the arbiter to kill kill me, it's like that's pretty nice. You get best of the best. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's true. <laughs> um, and then Ertas, then just you know, he chimes in. He's there, he's he's good throughout um, throughout these these missions here. Throughout you know, throughout his his role in Halo, he's good. But he asks for Sessa for to show himself so that he can kill him. And then um uh, Sessa just says, oh. Get in line. Let's go. So he's ready for the fight, and then the flood releases. It's time for the flood.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Boo! No. Flood. Boo! Boo flood. <laughs> so why, why are you, you guys
0: booing? We've talked about how the flood is so important. Where is it because just you weren't ready for the flood in Halo Two?
1: I just don't like fighting the flood in general. Mm. Like I like the lore implications the flood carries, mm-hmm. but I do not like fighting the flood.
0: Interesting. How about you? Because they're annoying. How about you, David?
2: Yeah, more or less the same. I mean, they've gotten better, I think, in the later games to fight than than the earlier stuff. I mean, they look really cool. Halo Two Anniversary is probably one of the best looking flood. Mm-hmm. Um, I li- uh, but just this mission, I just really don't like this mission. It's one of my least favorite missions in all Halo. Is it?
1: Oh, I love this mission. It's, oh, it's
2: so boring. It's so boring. No, it's not. It is the next the sequence where you're on like this elevator. That's like. Massive style yeah. slow elevator. This of,
0: next, yeah, that's where you would gosh. go next, essentially. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: also, can you headshot these Flood? Because I was using a carbine and killing them in one shot. You
2: can, yeah. But I mean, okay, so that's what the only redeeming part of this mission is that you get a sword. And the sword with the Flood is fun. It is fun to cut up some Flood with swords. Yeah. I like that.
1: Also, you get enough swords. You can give the swords to the elites coming with you, so you all have swords. I didn't. So ask. it's a big sword party. Can you
2: give people swords? I Didn't know you could do that.
1: Yeah, you can give the other elites swords. I took cool. a page out of your book, David, and Yay. started giving power weapons to my <laughs> friends.
2: It's good. It's good to be good to share, Krista.
1: It is. It was a lot of fun. I felt I felt very sad when they eventually died. You get
0: a sword. And you get a sword.
1: I'm Oprah and of swords. I get a sword. <laughs>
2: <laughs> swords for everybody.
1: Everyone gets swords. Look under your seat. There's a sword.
0: Uh, yeah, I do like when you take you know take out a, a, a flood they just kind of explode into bits. It's pretty. It's pretty satisfying.
1: You can actually um, attack the dead bodies as well, and they'll explode with only with the sword, though.
0: They're not so good for the um, infection forms. No. No.
1: So for the combat, the carbine isn't good either. I actually had the um one of my elites just had a regular plasma rifle, so I had him take them out because I was carbine and energy sword, and neither of them really helped with the infection forms.
2: Dual wielding the plasma rifles are pretty fun. I did that a lot today.
0: Oh okay, that makes sense. I like that. Good
1: for you. Pink mist, pink (laughs) mist. Ten out of ten.
2: Oh no, not not dual wielding needlers. That's too much for this for this mission. Ten out of (laughs) ten. The next uh, little area,
0: then, to your point, David, is weird. Like, what's going on with this elevator? What is it even stopping for? It seems like it's grabbing things out of the wall.
2: Well, I noticed that today, you'll notice that on this lift, there are containers. Inside these containers is one parasite form, one infection form. okay. So, like, these containers keep popping up through the holes in the floor. And, like, when they get destroyed, they get replaced. So, the elevator is picking up and collecting these containers and dropping flood, more or less flood spores on the elevator for you. And then
1: why would the elevator do that though? Um
2: I guess this is a more of a flood related installation than you would realize. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah we we um so I mentioned kind of in my in my write up um that the flood survived the install or the, the destruction of installation, but maybe this was just a lab that three four three had going on the side because it's close right it's close to the ring so and we he had talked about how he you know for years he would just kind of go away off the installation because he was bored so perhaps this is one of the you know one of his side projects is is having this well and he
1: also once his once his ring got destroyed he went straight to the mining facility Mm -hmm. so he knew it was there he knew that there was something there and i think it's it's also a power facility in some respect i think it Harvests the ga- gas giant or something like mm-hmm. that and creates power, which is why there are power cores everywhere. So it's. I'm not sure if it's powering the installation because most installations don't have an external source of power. It's just all internal. Yeah,
2: right. No, I wouldn't say it's. Maybe they're collecting the gas for another reason. I may mean, not necessarily be power. Maybe it's. But know, the
0: flood less. wouldn't have had enough, or excuse me, the covenant wouldn't have, wouldn't have had enough time to set this. Into this facility up because they know I, I they it's just forerunner. stumbled across it is forerunner so it is it's definitely forerunner yeah talking this through so it is a forerunner mining facility that makes sense
1: right. maybe they repurposed maybe the forerunner mining facility was for flood and they just wanted because i mean the halo rings are originally supposed to house like creatures on it it's basically mm-hmm. like kind of a zoo or a preservation which is why it's habitable on the surface of the ring mm-hmm. So, maybe they wanted to study the flood but didn't want to do it on the ring where other species were located. Right.
2: That makes sure. sense. Or it's 343 just on his little scouting expedition, his little holiday to his other lab. He's
1: being, he's being adorable, and <laughs> having a good time.
0: <laughs> Back to the elevator. The sentinels show up here. So, we get to fight some sentinels as well as flood. And they just slowly, like, the, the, the waves of the flood are weird, especially on normal. Like, I didn't have any problem yeah. cleaning up, you know. On the higher difficulties, I remember this room being hard. But on normal, it's super easy and super sparse.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just you, two other elites, kind of just chilling mm-hmm. out.
0: On the super slow elevator that continues to go down. And I guess it's, it's all cool.
1: And it's like spin side to side, mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah, it's kind of confusing. <laughs> Regardless, you do make it to the bottom and um let's see here then you'll you get there's like a hallway full of dead flood through there and you just pick up some ammo and whatnot and then you reach you kind of this overlook of a, a lab area down below and there's no the doors but the doors don't open so you have no choice but just to break the glass and dive through and start hacking up some flood
1: this is the room where the terminals located as mm-hmm. well
0: yep terminal is down below and then the the skull is up up above so i'm not sure when the skull spawns it must or maybe it's just on the other side of one of the walls that might make sense but you have to um crouch jump up back up to the platform and then the skull will be in a corner this was a, a legendary skull so you have to hop up there and then there's like some like gyrating flood around the the, the skull Ugh. yeah it's weird yeah <laughs> like they're on the ground and just kind of shaking uh,
1: the skulls in Halo 2 are really weird because most of them you can only get on certain difficulties and stuff mm-hmm. I just haven't bothered to actually go yeah. get them <laughs> Cause Halo 2 Legendary is ridiculous yes and it is
0: the skulls were there for the original Halo so it was probably just a way for them to you know, build in more stuff to do because it was before all the side mission stuff that we have in games today so oh, that was their their what they did to kind of prolong the life, I guess, of the of the game of the campaign. Anyway, because everybody played the multiplayer, you know, countless hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we essentially just start, you know, slicing and dicing and shooting flood. And there's some heretics down here. And then um, I don't know anything interesting about about this room that you guys want to talk about. It's like a little lab area, so it's got some kind of cool. That's where, it's, it's where the um,
2: terminal is. Other than that, there's nothing really. We big. just said that, Dave. I know, but that's it. Like, other than that, there's nothing really in this room. There's some turrets that are pretty useless against flood. Um, yeah, those turrets
0: are weird because they just they uh, their um I guess rotation is is pretty limited.
2: Yeah, I tried them today. They're pretty pathetic. They take a ridiculous amount of um shots to take out a flood form.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not worth it. Not at all. Because I just I just ran around the room slicing and dicing. Slicing and
2: dicing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So the one of the doors at the very end of the room after a kind of a weirdly long wait will open and some heretics will flow through there so you got to take them out. Um no problem though. And then we um get through the room and then the comm channel opens there. Um <clears throat> and Ertas says that he's leaving or he's not leaving until the leader of the heretics is dead. So he's just he, he's just reinforcing that you know, hey, w- this is our mission, I'm still around here, right, because he was going to wait for reinforcements, let's continue this pursuit. You then get to, like, a bridge area, so you're kind of going across to a new building, and then a uh, phantom drops a couple reinforcements, since all your other buddies are probably dead by now. Yup. And, th- <laughs> and, um, and then you head into this big room, and then there's, uh, like, a little cutscene here. Do you guys uh, want to talk through this cutscene, Krista?
1: Um, which cutscene? So the cutscene. Yeah, I know it's, it's the big room.
0: The heretic locks himself in a room. It's really super short. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, it's this big room with a huge kind of spirey thing in the middle of it. You'll fight a couple flood, and then you'll see you see the heretic, and you see him run into this room and go be behind the shield, and then some flood come out, and some other heretics come out. Once you kill kill them all, all arbiter runs up to the shield, and you know slams his fist against it <laughs> as the heretic goes into his little hidey hole Mm -hmm. and he's really angry and then um then they're like wait how are we gonna get him out of this room and arbiter's like i'm gonna cut the cable to this facility because this facility is a hanging facility yeah which is weird right like it's yeah because i thought this was what is it suspended? I don't know. <laughs> I
2: think the main Maybe just... center. Of th- there's another facility. Like if you look up, it's bigger. I think it, you get to see some of it very quickly in like the intro cutscene. But it's a big complex, and you're just on the bit that's in, I guess, the atmosphere of the planet.
1: Okay, so it's only this. This is a tiny part of the facility that's actually dangling.
0: Okay, that makes sense then. I guess if you if you want to dangle facilities from <laughs> from giant yeah, cords. <laughs>
1: i i i don't get why it's in a giant cord but i like that you get to cut the cord Mm -hmm. but of course you uh cut scene ends arbiter just runs up runs up the little thingy and eventually gets to the top well he
0: says before he gets up there you know he says okay i'm gonna do it this is gonna be you know it's it's a suicide mission tells him to go this is my solution um and then everybody takes off All, all your other buddies take off and one of them says we shall not forget your sacrifice because that's what the arbiter's job is right
1: well yeah and this is completely suicidal he's freaking crazy at this Mm -hmm. point but um they also say we're gonna wait for you because they keep the phantom around
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they just follow you as long as they possibly can but you run up to the top and get to the big room full of flood full of sentinels and full of three cables
0: so this wasn't super clear to me there weren't i don't think any waypoints popped up for me and i, I had forgotten no. what i was supposed to do It was like i remember running around there's kind of like little glowy i don't know forerunner symbols on the you know where the cord hole what is that a pillar i guess a pillar yeah um so i thought maybe something was going on there so i remember shooting them and like well that didn't work
1: you have to you cut You actually
0: them. have to use the sword, right.
1: Yeah. And they give you a bunch of them too. Mm-hmm. Like by every single by every single cable there's a dead flood with an energy sword. Which is a nice. Yeah. Nice touch. So you'll figure it out eventually.
0: But, it's not super apparent.
1: But I didn't remember as well, but I looked up and saw three cables and I'm like, well, I can't get them when they're up in the air like right. that. I just followed the cable back down to where they, it originated from and went over there. I think they do also, say, somebody says towards...
0: you got to cut the cord like, what, to, to yeah, kind of reinforce that. 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 Right, cut the cord. It's like, okay, well, how am I going to do this? Oh, okay, I guess I got to do the bases. So.
1: Also, it appears red when you go next to it. Mm. It has a red reticle instead of like just nothing, just a white yeah. one. I th- that's my favorite part of the mission is like him going to cut the cables it's so cool i think it's cool just
0: to go just the fact that he is cutting the, the cables you mean yeah, yeah. the
1: lore imp- implications yeah. and then just cutting the cables and then you know the facility every cable you cut the facility like moves moves mm-hmm. where the cable's lost it kind of tilts back and forth Yep. yeah that's true. i think it's cool i like it it is cool <laughs> it's cool and then even though david hates this mission
2: <laughs> boo this mission boo Boo sucks. David Boo. So we cut all three boo, cords. Boo David
1: sucks, Boo.
0: Cut all three cords and then we then the facility starts falling and you kind of see that in the you know this the part part box cool. around.
1: And
2: you go up in the air a little bit. Yeah, you get a kind of, of floaty mechanic and you can kill yourself here if you jump if you time it correctly, I guess, and jump as the facility drops away. It drops away from you and has the effect of you shooting mm. up. <laughs> it's really weird, but it's it's cool.
0: Yeah. And then you're kind of like, well, what do I do now? I guess I'm just going to go back down to the bottom.
1: <laughs> well, you have to go where his uh, thingy is. Where what? His thingamabob, where he was, his room is. Yeah, go back down through. the room he
0: was hiding. To the guy, right. Back to the heretic, back to Sessa. So we make it all the way back down to there, and then we get another cutscene, right? Trying,
1: trying um, We get another cutscene with him going into the Banshee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Sessa going into the Banshee, and then him turning around and firing the Banshee on Arbiter, and he goes into a Banshee to pursue. Yeah, and that
0: that Banshee ride is super weird, because it's it's super short. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is.
1: It's like, hey, go to the next part of the facility. It's kind of fun. You kind of get a couple heretics you can kind of take down in the Banshee. Mm -hmm. Well, it's cool to think about um, it that
2: you're free-falling. Like, even as you're flying forward, that Banshee is free-falling with the facility. And you get attacked with other stuff, so like if you go too far away from the facility you, you die if you get like you fly off oh you storm. do okay it's cool. awesome yeah so like if you're like me i don't have a fighting there are all the banshees here to fight but you can just fly straight over it's like pointless
1: really
0: so I think this whole cool. time i guess that brings up a good point this whole time the rest of this mission you're in free fall
1: yep yes you are in free fall. and
0: where we're falling towards the planet
1: Yes. Uh, it's a gas giant, so I guess we are getting...
2: fallen towards its core.
1: You Yeah, the core of the planet. Which, I mean, if the gas planet was intense enough, the pressure would kill right. you from the condense. Because gas planets, a little science, but gas planets, you can't... They don't have... Like, they have a little rocky core, but they don't really have a surface like Earth or mm-hmm. anything else does. It's literally just... It's gas it's so closely gas. condensed right. that it makes a planet, which is why, you know, no one's we don't send probes into, like, Saturn or Jupiter because the gas is so condensed that anything that goes into it just completely gets destroyed right, torn it. apart. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so, weird to think about. Yeah, but whatever. You know, this is Halo. Halo, Halo science is that's different. A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we're in freefall this entire time, so we... and they also make a little comment that he's actually going towards the Seraph fighter that was in the hangar, which apparently that weird-looking Phantom is a Seraph, yeah. which doesn't look like a Seraph because it's way too wide and big. Yeah, there's Just different saying. models,
2: and also this is the first scene. Yeah, it's, it's probably the one with Reach. I suppose it's Seraph's and Reach. Yeah.
0: Clearly.
1: Cool and cool. then
0: we do the i guess the trope the going backwards it's time to go backwards go back up go back through the previous mission that we did so we, we
1: i didn't mind it that much it though. wasn't too I
0: bad think, i mean there's flood to fight now on I, the thought,
2: I did think it was kind of funny that like you crashed the banshee the same way chief was at the end of the yes. first game yeah and they are oh my god i love it. that it's pretty funny yeah that was good
1: i wonder if they just reused that animation
2: no it could have been. They're just
0: different. It could have been a reused animation,
1: yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. I like mm-hmm. it. It's a cool callback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was kind of cool. Um, then you make it all the way up to the top, and Sessa, yeah, the heretic, then uses his hologram balls.
1: <laughs> well, he first says a couple interesting things, because the Arbiter doesn't know what the fuck's going on. The Oracle shows... Guilty Spark shows up, and he's like, hello, I am here to assist you. And Sessa's like, ask him questions. And Arbiter's like, what questions? He's like, I would love to answer all your questions. <laughs> I love questions. And then before that, Sessa just starts taking pot shots on him. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but uh, I like how it's like, a, I like how Halo 2 has these kind of like, boss quote battles. unquote, boss battles. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So this is the fir- Which our I first mean, boss
2: battle in Halo.
1: So we get three two holographic and one real.
2: This is super Excellent. annoying on legendary. Like super Yeah. Because each of these guys mm-hmm. are, are dual wielding plasma rifles and you just get destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. On normal it's On normal
1: <laughs> Oh, on normal I just hit him twice with an energy sword and he died. Yeah. Yeah. I, plasma, I plasma I plasma grenaded
2: them and it was like, ooh, dead. Awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: it's only really good on heroic and legendary anything below that it's like wow that was an easy boss battle <laughs> right. awesome
0: yeah it kind of takes away from the immersion but you know oh well normal it's 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 we don't have time to spend
1: an hour fighting this guy come right, on exactly. good <laughs> things to do. we have podcasts to record mm-hmm. um
0: are, are there ter- um sentinels that show up around here too or is it just him
1: I killed him too quick. I don't know. Yeah, I'm forgetting. Oh, no, I think it's
2: just him. I don't think you have to fight Sentinels. Okay. He's tough enough as it is. On the higher level. So levels. many in his own. That makes sense.
0: Um. Yeah, so that's I mean, that's it. We got a, an end cutscene. David, you just watched it, right? So why don't you take us through the end cut scene and then we'll uh, move on. Move on to some terminal and community.
2: Yeah. So the end cut scene is just the Arbiter dragging the corpse of the heretic leader to the hangar bay doors. They open. And there's a brief conversation between the arbiter and three four three, and he's just like, "Sorry, I had to kill him." Or like three four three was like, "Oh, I loved. I'm enjoying his edification, and <laughs> he loves answering questions for some reason." So, arbiter's like, "Sorry, I had to kill him. He's a heretic. He was impeding the great journey." And as the as three four three is saying, "Why do you keep using this, you know, inaccurate vernacular?" And then like all these electricity beams come, and it's like the Tartarus's gravity hammer is just, like, pulling three for three to the top of it. Mm-hmm. And he just casually rips it off the hammer and throws it over his shoulder. And then the is like, this holy, <laughs> that was I the Oracle. So and Tartarus is like, oh, was it? And that's just totally like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't believe in yeah, shit. Yeah, he's like,
1: get in the ship. Yeah.
2: So he's like, we're leaving this system. So um, he just turns around and walks I into look-
1: the beam. I love how close Arbiter gets to the truth. You're just like, just say it, guilty spark. Just nah. tell him, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, it's it's um it's it's a weird because this this mission does have a lot of variety, but I felt like like I mean we we blazed through this walkthrough like so there's at the same time there's not a ton to it. Um, any any ma- I
1: think it's fun to play.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's enjoyable. I think enough. the
1: mechanics. The mechanics are interesting and really different for Halo, like the cutting of the cords that affects the rest of the mission mm-hmm. or just a boss battle at the end. I think it's interesting in those regards because yeah. that's kind of the first time we see... It's almost like these RPG elements have been kind of, like, mushed into Halo a little bit. You got boss battles. You got kind of more more difficult stuff you got to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I like having that kind of the... stuff. I like I like having, like distinct stuff you have to do to affect the rest of the mission yeah
0: you have to climb up so that that fight when you're climbing up to the top where the cables are that's a little bit unique and you kind of see the flood dancing up, up above um so i guess you you i mean especially in the higher difficulties you know you have to kind of plan your attack and you know do i do i go right after them or try to try to shoot them from a distance so that is a little bit unique rather than just kind of the flat surface you know that we're that we're used to just shooting from a distance or going up and you know slicing them up i don't know david you just hate slicing. this mission huh
2: yeah this is not for me i don't like
1: it <laughs> is it because of the flood because this mission is really flood heavy that's it's basically flood, what you're fighting it's the
2: elevator sequence i yeah. don't like and it's just the boss battles so kill me on legendary it just broke sure. my soul so i was just like oh no
1: this is Halo Two. If your soul hasn't been broken in some regard during Legendary, I mean, you're not, you can't, you can't base the whole game off of it breaking your soul. The whole game breaks That's your soul. True. Good point. Right, but oh, the of... salty, salty tears of everyone playing <laughs> Halo <bit> Two <laughs> <laughs> Legendary.
2: <laughs> uh, there is one other cool point which uh, I found when I was researching this mission. Um, At the very start, when the Spec Ops troops are about to encounter the Flood for the first time. And N'Gagi's soldier can be heard saying, "Me has a bad feeling about this, which is similar to Private Mendoza from Halo CE when they first encountered mm-hmm. the Flood. And likewise, there's another grunt, turns around and goes, you always have a bad feeling, which mirrors Sergeant Johnson's response to Mendoza. So I t- oh my god,
1: that's amazing. Yeah. I heard that dialogue, I that but cool. I didn't connect it back to Halo 1.
2: Yeah, I like that they, they set up that kind of mirror between the two games when the, both the Covenant first encountered the Flood, I guess here. But they didn't know that before, I suppose. But the mm-hmm. first time we see it. So I think it's pretty cool.
1: It's interesting that all species have the same uh, reaction to the flood. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> smells
2: really bad. Right.
1: Smells super bad. I got a bad feeling about this.
2: Yep,
0: yep, yep. That, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then, you know, tie in the kind of the end or the uh, Banshee cutscene. So there are kind of a lot of parallels from the, the previous game that they pull into this mission, which is cool. They and this was called the Flood Lab, is that right, David? You're saying?
2: Yeah. So in development, one of the notes of this was called the Flood Lab before they changed the name. So oh, I man. imagine this installation is a lab, as opposed to well, as well as a gas mining facility.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that may, I mean, I like the the name of the mission makes more sense because you're encountering three four three again versus kind of giving away the fact that the flutter here right away even though you know that right away but yeah all right well let's do a um a little community and terminal action why don't we do terminal first and then david awesome. if you want to pull up the mission i think i the community question i just posted a couple of days ago about the energy sword
2: i got it Perfect.
1: <laughs> oh. uh, there's some really good stuff in that thread but uh <laughs> um but um so this terminal we talked about where it was it's in that double deck that uh two-story room where you have to like break the glass to get to the bottom of the room it's towards the left it's the opposite way that you enter or exit the room it's the opposite end of the room but um this one is all about guilty spark and sessa the romance that never ends (laughs) (laughs) oh no Uh, it ended
2: it ended real bad (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's true. <laughs> just because someone dies doesn't mean the love doesn't die have you ever seen titanic <laughs> anyway it's okay. just the titanic story but in halo anyway um <laughs> uh so guilty spark is just so perplexed about how sessa is responding to the flood outbreak because he's like everyone must be everyone has to help us contain the flood, doesn't matter what's going on. Guilty Spark just doesn't really seem to understand the, um, politics going on in current time, like, between the the different, co- the, like, the heretics, the Covenant, and the humans. He doesn't really understand what the interactions are, because in the Forerunner time, a lot of species were peaceful. There was a couple times where different species, like the humans, would rebel against the Forerunners, but. All in all, it was a pretty peaceful galaxy until the Flood came around. I mean, it wasn't horrible. So, um, of course Guilty Spark's protocol is everyone who can possibly hold a gun needs to help us fight the Flood. And Sessa's like, no, all you have is us. We're the only people here. We're not telling anyone we are here. And he, of course Guilty Spark is like, no, we have, there's humans and stuff. He's like, you don't understand. And of course... Guilty Spark's like, why Why is this so weird? Why is the Prophets and the Journey and all this shit going around? It also does a callback to when he was talking to the um, AI in Truth and Reconciliation in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, Guilty Spark says he got some information, but he, he doesn't understand the Great Journey and all this kind of twists and turns that have kind of happened to Forerunner Artifacts. He doesn't understand why... Everyone doesn't know what he knows, I guess. But um, the last thing Fume says is, um, What you need to know, Oracle, is that thousands of years ago, at the founding of the Great Covenant, a bargain was struck between the prophets and the elites, a bargain which I fear will be the end of us. So if you don't Mm -hmm. know, that bargain is actually the Writ of Union, which was a charter... Uh, a charter of an oath of service between the prophets and the Sangheili. Uh There was a huge battle between the prophets and the Sangheili and how how they were going to treat Forerunner artifacts. The Sangheili are like, don't touch that shit. That shit's beautiful and sacred. <laughs> and, uh, and the prophets are like, we're going to touch it. And we're going to make cool stuff out of it. So, <laughs> I mean, basically. So, um Eventually, the big war happened. The prophets started using a bunch of Forerunner tech to destroy them, and then eventually the Sangheili started using the Forerunner tech on their planet to make weapons, and then they're like, wait, why don't we be friends? Because we're using the Forerunner (laughs) tech, too. And so the Writ of Union is when they became friends. It says that the Sangheili are going to take over every other part of Sangheili culture and life, including agriculture, science, all that stuff, and that Sangheili will literally just focus on war and focus on being great warriors and protecting the um, the prophets Mm -hmm. which also kind of we see later in the games that this kind of really screws over the elites because now they don't have any infrastructure for anything but fighting but um, that's kind of what he's talking that it's going to be turn them into ruin and I think Sessa understands that the writ of union basically made the elites solely dependent on the covenant to function. Mm -hmm. So, with this um, with this revelation that the covenant are liars and that the whole purpose of the writ of union, you know, the great journey and just uh, finding forerunner artifacts and that the forerunner are gods, which, I mean, the basis of the writ of union is the great journey and the religion. So, right. I think he sees that now that part is broken, that the writ of union is going to be broken and that there's going to be a war between Sangheili and the prophets yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. So... A little bit of uh he Sessa was a smart guy mm-hmm. for being pretty crazy and uh just murdering everyone and releasing the flood and dying. But he wasn't murdering everyone good He good was
0: protecting he was gonna start a revolution, right? Like a yeah, revolution he of was. truth, I guess.
1: Yeah. He he was, but he was a little He's if, a he guy, a He's li- a if he just waited a if he waited a little longer, maybe. But um yeah. Sessa was a good guy, and I think later in the games you kind of see him as a good guy. At this point, he's still kind of, oh, he's the bad guy, we have to kill him. Yeah, so.
0: right. The way he's portrayed, correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he's been enlightened. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the Terminal. It's a little more than what the Terminal actually said, but there's a lot of context behind what Sessa yeah. and uh, 343 are kind of talking about.
0: Absolutely, thank you. Um, David, let's yo, yo. talk about some community stuff, and we will...
1: Skidale. Yeah, that's.
2: So, the great Colin Perkins posted in the Facebook group. <laughs> Who's that? He said... Some guy. He said, okay. outside of screwing your opponents in hand-to-hand combat, what, what would be some fun, practical applications for the energy sword? So, as you can imagine, we have a whole host of shenanigans. Well, we cut the cables, right? So,
0: we can skewer the enemies, yes. and then we can cut cables. So I was like, well, what else can we do that's with this That's two thing? things, Yes. Yeah. What else can we use this thing for?
2: This fine multifunctional tool. Um, <laughs>
1: you could put two energy swords together and make a giant pair of scissors.
0: That's a good point. Yep, there's a new one. <laughs> yes. Add <laughs> yes, that <you> one <laughs> to the, the thread. Um,
2: Aaron Campbell, the lazy bum that he is, said it would make chopping uh, firewood so much easier. Uh, would. you Wouldn't that set the wood really? on fire? I don't know. That's a good thing to say. It might, you might sear it a little bit like a plasma. Why do you cut through it so fast when it's, it's set on fire? I don't know. We'll have to test it out, Chris.
1: Alright, um, I have two of them, so we'll go out and test it. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> uh, said, them.
2: it could be used as, as a, by a butcher, but then you'd have pre-seared meat. Mm-hmm. Like, mm.
1: That sounds fantastic. That's
2: pretty good. And then Brad Twerp came in on the same comments, which I really liked. He goes, his flesh is seared just the way I like it. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> Cody, to the game, good but Good job. Mm-hmm. Jesse said he used it every time a future boyfriend comes to his daughter, knocking at the door. Intimidating intimidation will be strong. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. Jesse, calm down.
1: Calm down, calm down, man. Um, <laughs> that might be. A John crime. Simpson
2: says it's a key. I don't get that reference, but it's probably. That from
1: is from Red versus Blue.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Caleb says cutting bread because the heat from the blade will just give you toast. I'm like, ooh, yay! I like that. I like it. Toast. Toast. Um, I'm skipping that one because it's dumb no you're Brad. not no you're not no you're not <laughs> Chris says pretending to be a Jedi <laughs> Super they kind of are Jedi swords right <laughs> very I, much I so yeah they they're, got their they're, plasma. Just, they're just
1: lightsabers yeah
2: they're pretty much lightsabers up um, has a glow stick a baton for dudes who wave airplanes shawls of life also go on handy of you to say where it's so easy you know for dramatic effect well nice. said <laughs> and nick says a night light so there you go loads of uses everybody
1: god that would keep you really warm at night too Ooh, man. that's right <laughs> like
2: a lava lamp
1: that's like that's like leaving a million candles on in your bedroom
2: it's pretty hard that's a bit
1: of a fire hazard
0: no one said a letter opener because that that was the loot right the loot crate
1: oh, yeah, yeah the loot crate one. came mm-hmm. i would burn your letters <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it would the problem. <laughs> It would just burn your letter. Light it on fire. I haven't, I haven't gotten bills in like, you know, 30 days. It's kind of weird. <laughs> All my mail is on fire in a corner.
0: Oh, man. All right. That will do it for our debriefing of the Oracle mission from Halo 2. On the next episode, we'll be covering Delta Halo. Send Woo-hoo. us your thoughts at podcastevolved at com or drop us a tweet at podcastevolved on Twitter. Until next time, Evolved.
1: Evolved? Okay. that was fun chief time back to chief oh give me some good old chief i want some of that beautiful beautiful chief